I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest, well, it's just the three of us. And we're going to talk about mortality and a bunch of other shit. Let's talk about it. Hugh Lowry. 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 Is that L-O-W-I-E or L-A-U? I think it's uh, L- I, I, I don't know. Here's a here's a thing. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, so episode 10. How exciting is that? We've That means that we have been in existence for over two months. <laughs> well, oh that doesn't that sounds oh, like wow. that sounds like such an unimpressive oh my god i know right oh my god two months <laughs> that's so long wow but it's been a it's been a big two months it has been a big two months we it had been we i mean okay so i'm just gonna say right off the bat i feel like i learned a shit ton about myself in the last two months mm-hmm as well as other people. And as well as other people, yeah. Do you, do you guys find that you get approached or end up in a conversation where somebody brings up a disease that we've been able to talk about here and, and you can talk about it like you're knowledgeable on the totally. topic? Totally. Totally. I had that experience like uh, two or three days ago. <laughs> Jeremy, you were gonna you're gonna say no, not at all. Well, no. I mean like I <laughs> Well, you don't I have to like, have had No, I know yeah. that. I mean, I mean But I feel like if someone was like you know, I feel like if someone was like, Oh, I don't really know a whole lot about about mental illness. I would still be like, me neither. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Right. yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Uh, I was at uh, I was at the studio and um, and a class was going on. And a girl came out and she was like, oh, uh, uh, "Do you have any sugar?" And I was like, uh, "No, I, I don't have any." She was you like, just, "You just clapped your hands. You're like, let me guess, diabetes." Yeah, exactly. I just you yelled. Point, I yelled two it fingers at, her. at her face. And uh, so she, I was like, "No, I don't have, I don't have it." And then she kind of disappeared. And I was like, "Oh, she probably has, uh, she probably has diabetes." And she came out and she, she came out of the changing room. She had a banana, and, uh, and, and she an sat down. And an insulin pump on her stomach, well, and you were like, "Well, that's a giveaway." Uh, no, I think that there's too much. Oh no, wait, no. How does that work? Oh, damn it. Now I can't remember. But see, there's no, like, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but then idiots. I engaged in a conversation. So she came out, she had a, she had a banana. She sat on the couch and I said, Oh, do you have a, do you have diabetes? And she said, yeah. And, uh, and we proceeded to, t- we talked for like 15 minutes about diabetes and I learned some stuff that I didn't know, uh, about when we spoke with Matt Slaney. And one of the things that came up that was interesting was we didn't really talk about what uh, insulin, where insulin comes from, where they get the medication. And she has had diabetes for like 30 years, this, this woman. And she said that, yeah, super veteran. She's a pro. And she said that insulin used to come, they used to extract it from cows and pigs, um, live cows and pigs. And now they derive it from humans. I don't know. And then that was as far as the conversation went, but that, but in terms of that, but now now here's the question. How anticlimactic was that? They derived from humans, but how? I don't know. Well, she didn't. Well, she didn't know, so I couldn't well, okay, program. But, but that. here's a question: Do you feel like um, there's a spectrum of of like comfort in that you would approach somebody who you knowingly had a disease, like with a level of comfort? So that, if you—that's what I've noticed. Okay, so, since we've done, okay, since we started. But this. Taylor, would you if you saw somebody with a, a shaved head or? Or maybe a, it looked like they had lost their hair from possibly chemo. Would you be like, "Oh, chemo"? Hmm. Or would is, is, it, good... is it because diabetes is is more relatively well, man- that. relatively? If I knew yeah. them, if Rel- I knew them on, at some on some level, I probably would do that. Like if I saw someone with a port, like a like a port line, which is for people who don't know, is like a it's it's a way to get inter, intravenous drugs, and usually it's this like. 
it's this uh, little contraption that looks like a. I don't really know what it would look like, but it 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 exists like generally on your chest, and it's a, it's like a little protrusion, little plastic thing that kind of sits on your chest, and that's what you'd stick the IV into. Like you're gonna hook into the matrix. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's on a, your chest. It's a matrix and port. So if I if I see someone with a port, you know, if they came to a class or something like that, I would totally be like, hey, sweet port. What's uh, what's up with that? Sweet port. But the only reason I feel comfortable saying that is because I know I'm gonna get a port. At yeah. some point in my life, like with probably within the next, uh, like five years or so. So, yeah. do you think that somebody yeah, with a port don't want one? Do you think if if the person who had a port was approached by you and found out that you had an illness as well, that they would be more receptive to you talking to them versus somebody yeah, who is deemed to be probably healthy? yeah probably. I mean, I think it depends on the person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I feel so. like you know, because I'm such a open and like totally down to talk about what obviously obviously i'm fucking i sit in here and tell you guys about the giant like zit on my dick and how i how i called a nurse to like get oh, it figured out and how you probably have to and then, and then, and then but, yeah exactly but, but just, just ignoring and then, and then we launched that out into the onto the internet for everyone to hear so i obviously don't care i don't care i'm down to talk like that's why we do this so I don't know. I feel like I, you know, I feel like with any situation you'd want to suss it out and like, you know, suss out the person. But do you think that's where the awkwardness and kind of stigma comes from that, that kind of sussing it out phase? Well, it's like if you met someone, uh, who wasn't sick and you were talking to them, but for some reason you were really curious about like, I don't know, like there's, I don't know, like. Something, something a little more taboo than a normal conversation, like something like, <laughs> you know what? I have no idea. I, for some reason, I wanted to say like what they're into in bed, but yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you don't do that. Yeah, because you don't just. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think. I've so are you into anal? God, <laughs> <laughs> if the mood is right, yeah, suss them out, suss them out, <laughs> suss them out, <laughs> find out if they're into anal. So, do you like things? Okay, 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 yeah. okay, so, okay uh, moving on. So, I, but. Uh, to to go further on that, I've I've had that conversation. I, I've said this to a few people. People have probed me about uh, the show and just inter- probed me. They've, <laughs> they've probed me. I wasn't going to say. Anything, yeah, no, I, no, no. I I, I, I always I, had a spit take I, on I picked, the mic. I picked no. up on it. <laughs> I want to. I want you to keep going. They 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 questioned me on the show and just asked me, you know, if I think anything has changed, if I have a different approach, and it's. We, I think we've mentioned this a few times over the episodes that it's a two-sided, it's a two-sided conversation and it takes each person to have a certain comfort level to have that conversation. That's why we do this to have healthy people being okay with talking to somebody who is sick and having the reverse. So if I go up to somebody and they've got a, they've, they look like they've lost their hair to chemotherapy. And I'm sure the first thing that comes out of your mouth isn't going to be, Hey, yeah, emo. yeah but, <laughs> but we are kind of in a way promoting that type of comfort level to exactly. be able to say that. Absolutely. So, yeah. so yeah. if we go, if we say that to ourselves, okay, I'm going to be comfortable with this. And then we see somebody with a uh, shaved or, or, uh, it looks like their hair has been lost through chemo. And that's the first question we ask, are we being insensitive yeah. Because we have no idea where that we have no idea what their approach is. They right. could they could be super uh, withdrawn from speaking about that. You so need you to don't be know. Considerate of totally of, of how they feel about it themselves too. Yeah. Right? So like you can't just walk up to them and be like, hey, like what are you dealing with? Yeah. You know? And and it, they could have been recent, recently diagnosed, right? Yeah. But that's what I mean. Suss it out. You know what I mean? Like know who you're talking. Yeah. To. Know but, your audience. But the flip side of that, I think that, I think that it would be cool for somebody who has something that they're dealing with to, you know, they're in a conversation about something and then it comes up and they talk really openly about it like, because, because someone who's like healthy, me. yeah, someone who's healthy, you know, y- you're really, you really have no excuse other than just getting over your own discomfort about, about, I don't know, whatever, whatever bring, whatever br- that brings up for you when you talk to somebody who's sick. What are some of the, what are some of the highlights so far for you guys? I think like one thing that I love to that I've really enjoyed listening to is hearing how people who are dealing with something that could potentially be terminal or is terminal, how their views on that, on that fact differ from mine. 
Because I feel like the way that I see, the way that I view death, and the way that I view my the 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 shortened life expectancy thing, I don't think I've ever met anyone who has a similar who has the same mindset as I do. I feel like I feel very alone in that, and so to hear the way that Matt came across about it, and the way that Steph and the way Layton looked at it, like they were all. And each one was completely different. And I was like, wow. Okay. And, so and what's, what's your view? Well, my view on it is I, well, I welcome it openly. I'm like totally open. Okay. So I don't why, know. I don't why know, do you think that is? I don't know if we talked about this on the show. Maybe we did. But since this all started, there's been a lot of like stuff with, you know, me doing speeches for like Shinorama and talking with CF Canada about doing some stuff for, for them. And, Throughout all that, I learned that, um, so a year ago, I thought that the life expectancy of someone living with cystic fibrosis was like 35 to 40. So my whole, most of my adult life, I've lived with this notion that I'm going to die at 40. I've, I've gotten until 40 and that's it, right? So like right now I've got eight years left, 27, 29, yeah, eight years left. And that's, and so that I was working that into my speeches at like at Dalhousie University. And I was like, I got eight years left. And then CF Canada, they were like, oh, oh, oh no, no. Uh, d- did you not know the, the life expectancy is, is, is 50 now? It's 50. How awesome is that? And they're like smiling at me like it's 50. And I'm going in my head on the outside, I'm going, oh, it's amazing. But in my head, I'm going, oh, fuck, that's not what I signed up for. That's, yeah. not, that's not what I've been, that's not what I've been prepping my, my mind for. You know, that's not how I've been living my life. I'm living, dude, I better not live till 50. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, I don't you know want to do that. I, so that's, so, so hold on. That, that's yeah. my, that's my, that's how I, that's my mindset is that like I, I open arms. Like I'm so okay with the idea of dying a very early death. Statistically, okay, early is death. that the, is that. Is the difference between dying at 40 and dying at 50 is that has your mindset been, I'm going to die early. And then when someone says you're going to die around, you might, you, the life insurance Because if I'm going to live till 50, then by the time I get to 50, they're probably going to be like, no, you're going to live till 75. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Are you not ready for a more conventional death? Yeah, no, I don't want at a conventional. At, or sorry, yeah, at, no. at a more, con, at a more, at a more normal in quotations age. Yeah. I don't want that. Okay, but I don't. I don't want that. I don't want to grow old. But that's fucked. eh? That's so fucked to say. Yeah, but Uh, it's true though. It's how I feel. Because well, because that's ingrained in you. You've grown up expecting to never grow old. Which I think is so fucked because it goes against. I do, and that's why I, I absolutely do. I love it. I love it. But I think I love life because I love living like I'm gonna die. Really but why, soon, but why can't you do that and live to be a thousand? Oh, I'm sure I can. I'm well, sure I can. Mindset. But what I'm I'm saying it's it, <laughs> it gets fucking exhausting. I like bet. I, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, you know, it'll be really interesting when we take Bridie in to talk to her. Uh, Bridie's my wife. We were having this conversation the other day. We were talking about how, you know, I married her with this notion that I don't have much time left to live, and. I'm pretty sure she married me with the same fucking idea, right? So how does she feel being like, wait, when you're going to live till 50? Yeah, 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 exactly. You'd think she'd be ecstatic about yeah. that, but maybe she's maybe like, not. Maybe she's maybe. like, dude, I have plans. Yeah. Okay, I, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Which I, you know, when I was like, when I was like 18 or 19, I read this research by this, uh, scientist named Aubrey de, de Grey. And he's got, he's this really crazy looking guy with this huge gray beard, long gray hair. And he's studying, and trying to find a way to make humans live longer. And he said in one of his papers that he believes that the first person to live to be live. 200 yeah, is, alive is already today. alive today. Yeah. I've read, uh, yeah, I've read some, and, of, some and of this stuff. I, I'm, I'm weird because, well, I'm not, I don't think that I'm weird. I'm, I'm the complete opposite of you, Jeremy. Like and that's if the thing. I, Everybody has a completely different and view I would never, it. And I would never push my view on you and no. say, why, why don't you want to live to be yeah. longer? But I also feel very strongly in the opposite direction and like when i watch shit like star wars i'm like i want to be alive yeah. to see that day i want to be alive to travel 
interplanetary or inter- yeah. in- interstellar. Right? Well, they've made the perfect uh, they've made the perfect thing for that in science fiction or in uh, in comic books as Captain America as the guy that's that's he's like a hundred yeah he's, he's like a hundred yeah. years old but he's in the body of a third of a thirty year old uh, or like twenty seven year old guy like is that. The body of Chris Evans. The, in the body of, of mm. muscular mm, Chris Evans. If you had to, uh, but if you, if someone said you're going to be 200, but like you're going to continue to age like you're 200. Yeah, you're going to get. And by the time you're 100, you're like, uh, you can't do a whole lot. You can do whatever. And it just keeps getting worse from there. And you and you literally just keep You're just going to turn into a mummy. And you're going to lay there and be like, I can't physically do anything, but I'm so yeah. young and you at know, mind. And, but, and you know what? I. I might still be down for that. You might still be down for that. God, that sounds awful. And, uh, no, I'm I on the fence. I, I don't know. Okay, I know that. I am. <laughs> I am excited. I am excited to find out what happens when you die. Yeah. I am excited. Yeah. Uh, like, and maybe, maybe you don't find out anything. Yeah, I don't think funny. anything happens. Yeah, and, <laughs> I think and it's I'm, gonna be very anticlimactic. I do. I do <laughs> think that black. too. I do think that too. I've had this one kind of fast an idea I'm, that I'm fascinated with, <laughs> and it's I've thought this for some reason that maybe there's a small chance that when I die, as soon as I die, I'm going to open my eyes and it'll be a thousand years in the future. And my thought behind that, I know it sounds crazy. My thought behind that is that there's graveyards, there's DNA in those graveyards. And I just, just going to be like, yeah, let's bring everybody back. <laughs> but if they're, if they, not as far fetched. Okay. So no? it's, it does sound that's crazy. Good, that, dude, that's but, a good script. But listen, but good dude, script everything idea. sounds crazy no. when you're talking about after death. Well, yeah, yeah. But listen, yeah. everything it, it is does, crazy. It does. And I agree with that. But what if they were, so what if this intergalactic space travel becomes a reality, which I, I think it will in the future. They're going to want people to send up. off to go to those places. So what if they just brought you back to life? you were in cryo when they brought you back to life and they just shipped you on a fucking shuttle yeah. somewhere and you wake up and you're holy shit. Um, yeah. On some planet just that like been traveling to for thousands of years. Just and I'm awake. Just like interstellar, uh, how black holes are really great, uh, is really great material for science fiction because we don't know. Oh, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. So de- like death, great material for science fiction. Yeah. Everything is crazy and plausible because I, I, we don't know. I do want to say, I do want to come back to what I was saying because I feel like there's going to be some people that hear what I just said and I'm and, like, fuck, why did you cut him off and not let him finish that thought? No, that? no, 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 no. I think people are, I think there's going to be some people that are a little bit put off by it. I, I just want to say that I am such a massive like advocate for finding a cure for CF. I want to say that right up front. I... I like the faster they find a cure, the better. I don't want, I don't want any other child to have to grow up and go through the shit that I went through as a kid. Dude, it's not like it, like having CF isn't physically, it sucks. It's fucking, it's shit. It sucks. Um, do you think people would say that you're selfish for still wanting to die early? I wouldn't care. I don't, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, I am selfish. It's a fucking selfish thing. The, of course. Yeah. But I don't care. But it's that's, not, that's also not for anybody else to it, decide. Yeah, for no, exactly. But I do want to say, I, I want to say that I, I hope there is a cure that's found, but I will say this. If there is a cure that's found and they're like, it's as simple as just taking this needle, I don't think I would take it. I think I would choose to be like, because this, this is the thing, we've never, I don't think we've ever talked about lung transplant. I would lung trans double lung transplant is like a massive thing for CF patients. And is that inevitable as you age as a CF patient? Yeah, you essentially get you get to a certain, you get to a certain point where your lungs, it's like a re up. Yeah. I mean, I don't think everybody has that option. Cause like you could get pneumonia and then just die. Right. Um, and it's too quick. But like if my lung function consistently drops, you know, from 79 to 69 to 59 to fucking 49 all the way down to what, I don't know, 29 or so, they're going to be like, okay, it's time that you get new lungs. And I've thought about this so much because I'm sure there's going to be a time where they're going to ask me if I want to be put on some sort of donor list. And I don't think I'll do, I don't think I want to do it. The reason being is that if I take a new set of lungs, maybe it gives me 10 years. Is is 10 years worth going through that process? The process of like taking out the shitty lungs, putting in new lungs, hoping my body doesn't reject. If it does reject, 
like guaranteed hell, right? It, like okay. and the, and, the, in, and the percentage isn't that hot. Like you know the chances are no that great. way in no way trying to sway you. <laughs> no 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 not, yeah I'm not but yeah. Think back to the last ten years of your life and all the amazing things that you've accomplished. Okay. Yeah. If you could go back ten years and they and they gave you that option then and said, "Look, it's not looking good now. Do you want to take? Do you want to be on this list? Do you want to get these lungs?" If I so this is so hypothetical, but if course, I knew yeah. if I was like if I had some sort of way of knowing this is where my life would be in ten years from now, is that that's what you're asking? Not not that not even that you knew it. Like just looking because you're looking back on it now and you're saying like, "Look, I've I've." use these 10 years yeah. I've, I've used my philosophy of living each day as yeah, if yeah. it's my last yeah. and because i'm saying that if you were given that option now who knows what you would achieve over the next 10 years right yeah but you're saying that you're you're saying that you the the next 10 years after a lung transplant it's even quality if you, over quantity yeah even me. even if it is successful and your body accepts them it's it's still a good three years of being like Oh yeah, like like I just had my lungs taken out of my body, yeah. and someone else's lungs because you because you still have CF. Yeah, I'm still gonna have CF, yeah. and that's the same thing's gonna happen to those lungs. Yeah, exactly, because right? it's genetic. It's not. Yeah. In the, it's not just. It's not local to the lungs. Yeah, you know it's it's interesting. I love when TV shows end. I love series finales. There's nothing I hate worse than a show that gets dragged out longer than it has to go. And that's how I feel about my life. That's, that's interesting. Such a good analogy. Like, dude, I can appreciate that. Dude, I think really of think of that. like think of the first season of Eastbound and Down. Now, yeah. bad example because I love Eastbound and Down and I'll watch it till I die. But that was if they had never come back to that show ever again after the first season, you'd been happy. I would have been like, that was the best because it was brilliant television series I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. Because it was a perfect ending, and that's that's what I'm talking about. It's like, like I just want to have a perfect ending. Out. I just want to have a perfect. Like ending. you want your life to be like Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, just enough, just enough, just enough, perfectly ended, perfectly timed. And I think, and so to come back to hearing other people's experiences in doing the show, and hearing people like Leighton talk about and end of life and. And Steph, who has CF, talk about his life, shortened life expectancy. Um, you know, hearing people talk about the way that they view it and and how, like, ignorance is bliss and, like, I don't know, just the different, the different like, philosophies behind it. I just, it's super fucking interesting to me because everyone is so massively different. I would love to meet someone out there who, who shares the same kind of philosophy that I do, you know? Who knows that like they're not in a the, the the most ideal situation? Now, now I've got an example of that. So you're so you're the type of person, Jeremy, who believes in assisted suicide. Absolutely, we've, we've had this conversation yeah. before. Um, I sent you guys both an article the other day about this this girl. Now I, I don't want to butcher her name, but I believe it's Elizabeth Fisher. Yeah, um, who is a musician, Canadian musician, and um, I'm not sure what she was dealing with. But she was basically coming to the end of her end of her life, and she opted to travel to Switzerland to um, follow through with assisted suicide. But she went on a week long trip of Scandinavia, I believe, beforehand with her friends, and then they all traveled to Switzerland together. She drank the shit or whatever it is, yeah. and, and wow. that and like, and like that is awesome. You know, like that's exa- that, that's I would go with you, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I would t- I, like if I was going to do a trip like that, but I would do something along those lines. Would you? Would and, you do that, or would you? Do you have any? Do you have any idea of how, you, like, what you would do, or do you just hope that Canada brings in assisted suicide? Or? Yeah. Well, so so I've thought about this quite a bit too. Like, if I do go from CF, there's there's a number of different ways that it could happen. You know what I mean? Obviously. Um, I would hope that it wasn't from like a bout of pneumonia that I just couldn't get like bounce back from. Yeah. Cause that would be a really like a probably pretty painful way to go. Um, if I got to like just the end of my lungs and they were like, they were just ready to be done m- more likely than not, what would happen is I would reach a point where, uh, I couldn't take in enough oxygen to like, to to be able to live on my own, like I'd have to have oxygen to give it to me 
Or I wouldn't be able to expel enough CO2. This is, again, doctors, bear with me. I don't know, but I, I, I believe this is what I read. So either you can't take in enough O2 or you can't expel enough CO2. And the not being able to take in enough O2 is like the worst because like it just physically, it just sucks. Not being able to expel enough CO2, you don't even really notice it. You just kind of get high, you're not yourself, and then you die. I don't want... Within what period of time? Like, what period well, of time? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know. I just... I mean, I, if I, like... If I fantasize about it, if they're, you know, imagine it, it's probably over the fucking period of, like, you know... Hours you'd be... Li- yeah, no. You, well, I mean, you'd be probably living minutes. in a hospital for weeks. weeks. Yeah. Like, okay. it's, it's, a, it's a long, drawn-out, labored fuck fest of shit. Like, it, it's a long, drawn-out, horrible thing. Yeah, and so that's not what I want. That's a lot, like I want to. I want to be like, oh, these lungs are shutting down. It's time for a lung transplant, which I'm not going to do. Okay, cool. Where's the closest place that allows assisted suicide? I'm moving there, or if it you know so happens to be offered here, which who knows, liberal government might make that a thing. Yeah, you never know. Um, then I'll do it here, and I'll just throw a fucking banger. And then the next day, get, like, the closest people in my life if they want to come and be a part of it and drink the juice. Drinking the juice. Wow. Just take a nap forever. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know that I agree with assisted suicide. <laughs> I know that for sure. <clears throat> I mean, I, you know, I, I try to put myself in those shoes. It's so hard for me to it's, imagine. It's like, it's, but it's all about being pro-choice. Right, giving exactly. the person to choose. Well, yeah, as long I mean, as you're not hurting anybody else, then you should be able oh, to choose. Yeah. Like the only st- like you have to meet a certain ver- like a very strict standard, you know. Before they're not just like, hey, who wants to? Who's up for some assisted suicide? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. Like there can't you need be... to be in a place where there's no coming back, where you're going to be in pain, where like the 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 alternative route to assisted suicide is the worst, right? The all, the other the other uh, stipulation is that there 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 can't be any there can't be any uh, you have to be beyond a shadow of a doubt you cannot have any type of mental illness. Uh, I, I think because because that, of how that can affect because of yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I th- uh, that I, I want to look into. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah, and now that and now uh, uh, just just to make things interesting, just ask just to ask an interesting question. Interesting, interesting question. If someone had an Ill, if someone with mental illness, if someone had a mental illness, or sorry, if someone has a really serious con- uh, physical condition. Let's say CF. And you're also, um, you have depression, bipolar, and you wanna, you wanna make a choice yeah. about uh, dying with dignity because of your CF, but you've got something else. Something else. else. Yeah. Well, depression is well, very that, common. With how does CF that? Patients. How does that? How does that affect? Whether know. you you are even know. able, I mean, that's. Do you guys think? I think that, I don't know. Uh, I think that just that all kind of that would all boil down. To do you the, think that the laws in your state yeah. or your province? Do you think that dying with dignity as terminology versus assisted suicide would would sway people's um, feelings about it? Uh, I'm not the like, guy to ask that. Get over it. Yeah. They're fucking words. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Exactly. It's su- well, the, if you look up the I, definition I of suicide, it. yeah, it's I like. Agree. Taking your own life, and that's what you're doing. You're choosing to end your life. Then, yeah, it is assisted suicide. But dying with dignity sounds a little nicer. Yeah. It's a little more so, PC. Um, we've we've been on this for quite some time. It, this started. This stemmed from the original question that I asked um, Jeremy. You answered that you are you were really interested to find out what other people who are facing um, an imminent death. Mm-hmm. Does that sound? Yeah, or like, or yeah, no. Um, just terminal, you were interested in, yeah. in, in their thoughts. Taylor, is there? Anything that's been really interesting to you that we've talked about? Um, I think the most, the thing that intrigued me the most that I've come back to a lot since we did the episode was um, it was a perspective thing when we were talking with uh, Leighton about how, and I asked him the question, do you, you know, do you have any, do you have any crazy perspective on life now that, you know, you are, you're, 
you're you know that you're close to the end you know very close within we don't well we don't know weeks or months and um and he said yeah 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 i i i i appreciate everything i look at everything in a different way i did anyway and then as it went on knowing that i was going to die got normal and then i stopped looking at things like oh i might never see that again like that even in the face of imminent death he went back to taking things for granted and i thought that that was a i thought that that was fascinating because i think as humans we all go through cycles where we think where you know we don't give too much thought to the goings ons of our life and then something happens <clears throat> it might be an accident it might just be you wake up one day and for some reason you think about something and it hits you but you start thinking man i should i should i should take, look more closely at that and, and and be thankful for that my family whatever it is and then you go on and that goes on for a bit of time and then you stop thinking about how much you're thankful for that and it becomes you take it start taking it for granted again and you go in that cycle over and over again and i i kind of always thought that if i was going to be dying and that was going to be something that was happening soon i'd be like oh my god i'm seeing the world in a different way the world has fundamentally changed and, and it will until the day that i'm dead but the fact that things can go back to being normal again because sometimes knowing that you're going to die is a drawn out process and you can go back into taking things for granted. I just thought that that was so incredible. I, I, and, and just a, spoke so hugely to the human condition and that we are almost incapable unless you are continuously practicing mindfulness or something, some form of like meditation type practice that you're going to always look at things with positivity and, and, and appreciate things. Right. I, I have a, that reminds me of, I have a quote written on my wall and I didn't want to say it that way because I don't want you to picture it as cursive writing and like, like a mom, memory. can I paint this quote on my wall? <laughs> no, I have a white sure, Brian, but when I go to sell the house, I have, <laughs> I better have a, be off. I have a whiteboard with very strategic business principles and fundamental values of of course, strategic business yeah, yeah, that's very you. model, yeah, written on the wall uh, or on my wall. But I have a quote that's written on the wall too, and it and it says, uh, "Motivation should be like bathing; you do it every day." Mm-hmm. And that's that's <laughs> who bathes every day. Who's taking okay. a bath? How many baths have you? No, no, no. How many baths have you taken in the last year? Zero. Uh, unless you count being in a hot tub, a bath, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Making it more someone's yeah, skin yeah, cells. Yeah. Uh, um, that's a shitty quote, Brian. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. No, I agree with okay. Brian. Yeah, no, I got yeah, you. Oh, I don't. I don't get it. No, I don't get. Please, can you please tell me again? <laughs> all right, we won't even touch it. We'll just care. No, I agree. Uh, no, Dan. I do too. Because if you're not motivated, then what the fuck are you living for? Okay, but we're not talking about motivation. That was a, a comparison to what Taylor was talking about. We're talking about having that appreciation for but life. That is what, but but that that's, is what you're talking about because that's talking about. because that's why people love that's why people love quotes. That's yeah. why like how Pinterest. many how, yeah Pinterest, Instagram, <laughs> like all these things that are like you know they every day there's a quote and you go oh hmm that's some good perspective and then you kind of go about your day or at least for the next 10 minutes and you think about things in a bit of a you know cooler way i think that i do really i really do think that it is healthy that to see that shit on oh, instagram, oh, for instagram sure. facebook pinterest whatever like tumblr it's it's so healthy to see that because although pornhub like, <laughs> <laughs> quotes on pornhub let me tell you <laughs> Super great. Enlighten us. Can you share, can you share a porn <laughs> yeah, quote? I don't know. I can look one up. Take that dicky like you mean it. Well, I'm actually going to look it up. That's not a quote. I mean, I guess anything can be a quote. <laughs> That's not necessarily. Will they, will they kick me out of the library if I join their Wi Fi and start searching porn? They probably will. Yeah, they probably will. It's probably blocked. Yeah, one of the other. Um, but yeah, I like. Having an appreciation or, or or reflecting on being, I'm just going to repeat what Taylor said. So yeah. I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I, there's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of. Uh, I mean, you could discuss what I was saying, but I mean, it's there's, don't beat a dead horse, beat a dick. That's a Pornhub quote. That's, yeah, there it you could go. be. It, it could, could be. very well be. 
It could be. There, you know, there's not there's not a whole lot of direction that you can go from what I was saying. I, I don't, and I don't mind if we don't have a detailed conversation about it. I just felt like that that what I was just fascinated by that. Fascinated. I'm, I'm just gonna be. I'm only saying Pornhub quote, but like possible Pornhub quotes for the rest of this podcast. That'll be really good. We'll be able to use all of that. Oh man, it's breaking my phone. Yeah, that makes sense. I think. That the porn website is fucking with your phone. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to do this anymore. Good idea. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Brian, what was your what was something that was a highlight from the episodes that we've done for you? Um, I was I was really intrigued when we talked to Nadine about um, bipolar two because mm. it was the first time we touched on mental illness, and I and I believe that we will be coming back to mental illness quite a bit. We will, and I was really, I, I think I've been aware that that mental illness is a very serious problem and that there is a lot of taboo surrounding it but it wasn't until we really talked to Nadine where it kind of struck me that like wow this is this is on the same on the same field as a physical illness it's just manifesting in a different way and I realized how how hard it is for people to live with mental illness and that it's not just a matter of saying like oh Cheer up, Buttercup. Exactly, yeah. and and I realize how how much of a struggle it is for those people to live with that. So it's it's really I think being being in a room with all of these people over the yeah. course of the podcast has been a really profound experience for me because uh, as as we've mentioned a few times, Taylor and I are otherwise healthier. Or, or you guys are perfect. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> so I think that. I think that being able to talk to these people has made me appreciate my own life more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing separate from that is is that I've really appreciated being able to have these really raw conversations with you guys. Yeah. And I know that I know that we have them we have them a lot whether we're recording a podcast or not. But this has made it like this is designated a time for me through the week where I can actually sit down and and reflect on my thoughts and talk yeah. about yeah people who are struggling with we've things. created and, and, and I hope you. that people who listen to the show get that same feeling you and know that, what I mean get and that, that same they can go to their friends and say like, yeah and maybe you don't <laughs> maybe may, listener whoever you are you sitting there in your car just call call up your friend maybe you don't and say why don't we sit down <laughs> for an hour on Thursday night. <laughs> And chat about illness, but um, I mean that's the that's it's like setting it's like setting a goal kind of you like we've we've designated this space to do that yeah and we do that and 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 it and it's we didn't have these exact conversations before we had similar conversations but, but now, yeah now we're just it, it, we're we're, we're now, touching on them a lot and now and now that we've said we're gonna do it now we do it in a different way a slightly different mm-hmm. way where we're a bit more um you, you know and I think that. Well, by the time Sick Boy Podcast is done, we will have. We will have. Uh, I believe Dalhousie University is going to whip up some uh, doctorates for us, and we will be. Uh, I think I'm going to be a psychologist. Oh, honorary honorary degrees. Uh, yeah, honorary degrees. Well, that'd be I nice. Think I'm going to be an oncologist. Well, yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> Did they tell you what you're getting? Taylor, oh, well, that was ophthalmologist. That was ophthalmologist. Ophthalmologist. What? What was the uh, pro- proctologist from the from the ass man? Yeah, from uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think that this? Room- Sorry, I totally, I totally steamrolled what you're. No, saying. no, no. Well, it actually, com- it actually, it's funny. This is the comment that I was going to make, which is totally <laughs> contrary to what just happened. Yeah, because I was going to say when we started out, we were like, oh, it's going to be like 
It's gonna be like it's gonna be hilarious because we're such goofballs and yeah. we just laugh at each other. Which it, which it is, which it is, it is. Fun. I find it pretty funny. It is pretty funny, and we um, do go off on tangents and we do get caught up in stuff and we laugh our asses it off. It's way more serious than I was expecting. Totally, it and it's yeah. because, and I think it's because we're going, we're gonna talk about this stuff, and we're all realizing the value in that too, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, totally. And do you do you guys think that this room in itself is conducive to a level of comfort that goes beyond what the you green feel in a the day green day? screen and the red wall the the blend between those two colors makes me feel like Christmas. Christmas makes me feel. I'm talking good. about the idea oh, of sorry. the room and not the physical. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Features of sorry, the room. I thought, uh, I, that's, I thought you were talking about the physical <laughs> features of the room. Oh man. One thing that I would like to sometimes talk about I think though, we're on the same wavelength, and sometimes I'm like, we're just <laughs> fucking yeah. way off. One thing that I'm kind of curious to know to talk to you guys about because we've sort of touched on it a bit but it's something that we haven't really delved into is and keeping on the same sort of trend that we're on right now in doing this show you know the three of us are having people come in here and we're having people talk to us and we're having people reach out to us who want to come in here and talk to us and it's inevitable because of the nature of what we're dealing with that some of the people that we have on here to talk to or some of the people that we get set up to potentially come in here to talk to are going to die. Are going to die. Yeah. People die. But already we've had, we had, there's been someone who, you know, I was having a back and forth with who wanted to be on the show and she was end stage cancer and that end stage cancer took her before we could get her in here and to hear her story and talk to her. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering how, I I don't have a question. I I guess I'm just, just trying to like talk about it. Like, how is that going to, how's it going to affect us? How how that's going to like fuck with us or like, or, or affect how we see death or affect how I feel like I've encountered it more this year since this podcast started. Death. Yeah, tangible, real people passing away than I have in the last, like, 10 years. I I feel like I struggle with that, um, and I don't want to say more than you, but because of your outlook on life, because you're comfortable knowing that you're going to go, and... And which doesn't affect, which doesn't mean that I don't value somebody else's I passing. Get, I get fucked up, dude. Yeah. I get like, I, I, and I don't mean that know. way. I, what I'm saying yeah. is, what I'm saying is that my point is that I'm, I don't think about death. Like I didn't think about death a lot yeah. before this. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about it more. Way more. And I, I'm okay with it. Like I'm okay with the idea of dying because. I've thought about it enough, but I do have, and just kind of talking about earlier about wanting to live for a really long time, it's almost like subconsciously I am still very much afraid of it. And for me, I find that that's really difficult to bring it up. And some days I'll have good days where I'm like, oh yeah, like, I can't wait to die. Like I'll, (laughs) yeah, take me now. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but then other days I'm, I'm, just like really fearful of of leaving life and it's not mm. because yeah not because i'm f- afraid of the act of dying but because i'm afraid of leaving this world and i just love i love life so much i love being outside i love enjoying friendship i love enjoying new experiences you love lamp i love <laughs> brian loves lamp. Love lamp that's no there's no question about that and i i don't know i'm just sometimes i'm just i'm just re- I'm, I'm honestly just really afraid <laughs> Yeah, I I go back and forth on that as well. Sometimes I sometimes I actively I remember you saying that I, on the show. Once. Yeah, sometimes I actively think about it and I go, "Yeah, I'm okay with it. I know that I live. I know that I live fully. I know that I do. I know that I I uh, follow my my gut and my intuition when I when I want to do something that I think I need to do. Um." And I'm, and then I'm in that moment. I'm going. So when I die, what do I need to be afraid of? I've done what I needed to do. There's no reason for me to be afraid. Everyone, everyone's gonna go. I'm gonna get there at some point, whether it's by an accident, by natural causes, by whatever. So I should be okay with it. And I'm go. I'm okay with it. I'm gonna be fine. And then other days, it's just like, I, I just go. But like, what if, like, 
I, what if you die before me? I'm being selfish. I'm going, what if Brian dies before me? I've known Brian since I was 10 years old. What the fuck is life going to be like if yeah. Brian's not yeah. around? Yeah, right. that's, and that's the other, you know what? You just saying that right now, just like made me immediately think may, that probably has a bit to do with why I want to go at 40 because I don't want to fucking have to deal with seeing most of the people I love in my life die. I know. I think that's probably the most just terrifying thing. Yeah. And me, but the, me, 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 me. But that's what I mean. I'm being selfish that way because I'm yeah. going, I don't, I don't want to go through that hurt. And that's Fuck the thing yeah. that makes me yeah. afraid is I don't want to go through the hurt of seeing the people around me die before me. And that's super that's the one, selfish. And that's but, the one thing that I get fucked up most about the thought of my death has nothing to do with me leaving. I, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. For me, it's, it's, oh God, this is going to be so hard for my mom. Yeah. And my sister and my dad and Bridie and my dog, you and, know, like, and Taylor and I, and, and you guys, <laughs> Yeah, just kidding. Think but, about like, us. but like, but like, there's, you know, it's going to be so hard for the people in my life. Mm-hmm. That's my, that's the biggest issue I have with death is it scares me what other people are going to have to go I think, through. I think the first time I ever thought about death was fuck man. This, this really, really fucked me up. But, uh, in when I was in grade eleven, I had never like I had, I had never lost. I had actually I kind of lost like a great aunt or somebody who I didn't really I wasn't able to process. And in grade eleven, I sat by this girl in four of the classes that I was in, and we were just like really good friends. And I didn't know I had only known her for for a year and a half, but I just felt this really strong connection with her, and. I was away in Florida uh, for a canoeing training camp and got a call that she had been hit by a car in a crosswalk and was just gone. And to me, that, like, really fucked me up. Like, I I, I didn't know what to think. Like, mm. and, and the pain lasted for a while. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a couple months later and I was sitting in class and there was an empty chair next to me. And I was just, like, I was so, so, like, hurt mm-hmm. by by losing her. And I was sitting in this class, and I took a pen, and I just started fucking carving into my hand. And I, I wrote her. She was she played hockey, and her number was 14. And I just carved it into my hand. It's, it's still, the scar is still mm-hmm. here today. And That's a very visible scar. It, it yeah. actually like it's, it is it is it, it looks can, like a like like branding like it looks like a, yeah. yeah and and you know what like I went to her grave for for years afterwards and <laughs> being a sixteen year old and having to deal with that and also also being a sixteen year old guy yeah. and being afraid to show your emotion yeah. like I had so much pent up almost anger. Do you think dealing with death is, I mean, I, I, I think it, it is. Do, do you think that dealing with death of something that's very sudden is way harder to deal with in the oh, long term than something that's drawn out and you know, it's coming. Well, in that case, in the case we were just talking about, I mean, I was around as well and I knew, I knew this girl as well. And, um, I remember feeling in that, in the nature of it being sudden, I remember thinking, I remember just not believing that it was real. Like, 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 oh, she's gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna announce any minute now that they were mistaken. And cause it just, it seemed like so, so young. So there's no, like, there's, it's not even possible. When I was first told, I laughed. I I laughed out loud. Cause like, it just doesn't make any sense. And then all of a sudden, like the laughter, it was like when the laughter turns into tears and like that was the first time I think that I ever acknowledged my own mortality. Like yeah. I actually was forced to think and at 16, like that's really, it is really challenging. I think the, the age, the age of, of when this, of when the person dies, how they die. I, I don't want to make a farce of, uh, I don't want to make a farce of this, but, uh, I was, I was listening to uh, a story on CBC two weeks ago, maybe. And this guy was walking down the street and he got shot with an arrow in his chest, dropped dead. Holy fuck. Didn't know where the arrow came from. No oh one knew. God. They were talking to her sister, 
to his to his sister, and they were like, "Are you, how, how are you dealing with this?" And she was like, "She she goes, I, you know, I'm grieving. I'm oh, going I'm through the yeah. super curious. To, yeah, where she, did that arrow come exactly? From? She yeah. was like, she was like, who? who yeah, who was shooting a bow and arrow? Like what? She was so confused was by the fact that being confused as fuck too. That's what I mean. I'm just using that as an example of oh, like, I know of like why like, why that's so crazy because like somebody was playing The Last of Us. But I mean, I'm I'm just using that as an example of like her, his sister who was super close to them was like, yeah, I'm grieving, but like I'm just confused. Well, where the fuck did that arrow come from? You know, she's yeah. like, I'm sad, but like it's different because it'd be different if he if he if he had a heart attack, which is super common and he just dropped dead and I'd go, Oh my God, it was a heart attack. I'd be, you know, I'd be sobbing right now. Just thinking of that. And she just goes, oh, man, I, I just want to know who the fuck was walking around with the bow and arrow yeah. and shot him in the chest. Like, it yeah, was, it's like if a laser came out of nowhere, like from the sky yeah. and just your head blew up <laughs> and you know, everyone would go, where? What the fuck was that? Yeah, they wouldn't even think they about. Yeah. They don't even think about the guy who's dead. They just go, they go where the where la- was where the laser come from? You know, it's uh, Nick, Nick, oh, just, sorry. sorry, just just speaking back on on like the suddenness <laughs> suddenness of dealing with death. Um, I I did lose my grampy. My grampy passed away a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Um, but he was in care for a long time, like yeah. three. Four I would do years the exact same thing leading up to it, and he died, and I didn't I didn't cry. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, and I was sad, of course. Like, I, lo- yeah. I, I loved him. I still yeah. love him. And, but it, it didn't have that, it didn't have that gut-wrenching difficulty or hardness that, that losing my friend did in, in high yeah. school. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I don't know why that is. Because like, I, I think it's because of age. You, you know, you expect it. Mm-hmm. You expect it. People are expecting that I'm going to die from CF, right? I'm setting everyone up. I'm being like, guys, get ready. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. So then so when do you it think happens, if you do the, the so when it dying happens, with dignity, though, then it'll be harder because it'll be... No. I think it'll be think way... it's been built be up for easier. a long time. So it's, I think it'll be way easier. I have that's, the same, how, that's how I think about it. I, I have the same, I have the same uh, perspective towards... I have a grandmother who's 91. And, uh, you know, I, I just... She's 91. She she makes jokes. She When I go to Newfoundland to see her, and my cousin comes over and she she loves, you know, like like a lot of grandparents, they love just giving you money, even like t- the tiniest amounts or of money. Or speeding you and giving you money. Those are, yeah. those are the best. And she goes she goes to my cousin and she's I'm not even going to impersonate her accent cuz I can't do a I can't do a strong Newfoundland accent well at all. Um she goes I'm going to she goes, "Here, take 5 bucks." Yeah, yeah, use it, use it for a taxi to come to my funeral next week, because she's <laughs> because she's ninety one and she's like, I'm, she goes anytime now, in, anytime. She's, she's so all of her friends are probably dead. Oh man, she's so ready. Yeah. She's so like, God damn it, when is this? Like, I'm just kicking around and I'm gonna be late to the party, right? Like, you know, uh, she's clearly okay with it. Um, and I feel like when she goes, I'll go, man, what a long and. Prosperous life, yeah. Like she, she lived it. She was, and she's okay. How can I be upset when she's okay with it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're we're talking about death, so I'm curious to know what would be Taylor your ideal way to die. Oh man. Uh, Take your time. Think about it. same questions coming to you, Brian. Initially, like I almost want to say, I almost want to say drowning. Oh, oh my god, are you fucked? What's wrong with you? Okay, yeah, explain but, yourself. But it would be. <laughs> I want to know? Okay, have you ever drowning if you were unconscious? Right, so first. this is this is a stupid fucking thing that we used to do when we were kids. But we used to, um, we would get each other to bend over. Breathe really heavily. Oh my god! And then god. you stand up really quickly, and you put your arms against your chest, and somebody yeah, yeah. presses on your arms, and they knock and you, you, knock, you. We knock used out, to right? do used that to do, all the time. We used yeah. to do that too. You know that Ryan Oxer's fucking bro- do that. Ryan Oxer's brother yeah, had, a, do that. Had, a, had a seizure. Uh, yeah, I saw a, a, a kid that we did that to also did. Oh, Kevin Mc- was it Kevin McKenna? It was yeah. Um, so anyway, I you know that <laughs> did you ever do it? I never did it. Tell you, you've done it. You d- you've done it to me. I know I have, and uh, but I've also had it done to me as well. And that the, there's a feeling of 
you're panicking, you're panicking, you're panicking, and then all of a sudden you're gone. Yeah, you, you know? don't even you don't even know. Like exactly. going to, like you go into sleep, you exactly. don't you don't and remember when you go to sleep. Exact that's, feeling when you go through anesthesia for surgery. To, yeah, exactly. yeah. You never you don't know when it's happening. That's the way I picture drowning, panicking, and albeit for longer. But then you panic, you panic, you panic, and then you just okay. On. So you would like to drown. I wouldn't like to drown because it's no, quick. Well, that was the question. What? Because it's quick. You mean? I would. I would rather die. I would honestly. I would truly. I. Th- I. Would say it now that I would like to die from old age, um, but old age is a very broad statement. You can yeah, go yeah. many. Like my like my great aunt that I that I kind of briefly mentioned earlier, she was found in her house in her rocking chair with a fucking TV remote in her hand, like matlock on or something, and <laughs> <laughs> just. Like smile, probably died. Probably cigarette on her lap. Like the the, mat, the ending of Matlock was so shocking. So shocking. <laughs> she died. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to take some listener mail? Do we have some? We do. Oh, sweet. Uh, Ryan Oxner. Um, so we we put start, out a, we start, put out a, start over again and just say Ryan O. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Why? Because it's more uh, like. Protecting people's privacy, you know? Yeah, okay, sure. No, no, no. What other podcasts do that? Um, Dude, we're not any other podcast. That's true. Uh, so we put a call out on on our uh, on our Facebook page for people to reach out to us and send us their listener mail. Uh, you'll never believe this. No one sent us anything. We didn't get a fucking single thing. So no one really gave a shit about that. But Ryan Oxner, I had asked him if he would... If he would be gracious enough to give us a question so we could do it anyway. Uh, actually, he sent a whole fucking list of questions. Um, he sent five. Just, just, you know, uh, start it again, but just make up names for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taylor and Brian, what's the greatest physical pain you've ever been in? That was his oh, question for easy. you guys. I've had an appendectomy. So I had an appendicitis and had my appendix removed. I, I won't get into the entire story, but I basically felt like I was about to shit my pants, but like the most explosive shit I was, I could ever imagine having in my entire life. Acid shit. Felt like it was, it was lodged in and was never going to come out. (laughs) And, uh, anyway, yeah, I went to the, uh, hospital and I was writhing in pain for the entire night. They, they did give me some medication, but I got my appendix removed the next morning. Taylor, how about you? Uh, you were there. As while we were oh in Brazil, oh my god, dude, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, that was actually crazy. That was that was a really scary moment. Yeah, it was scary. I thought I was gonna die. So you know, that provides no context for the listeners. So um, when we were Jeremy and I were in Brazil, we went twice together. And the second time that we went, um, I had put I had got a really bad sunburn, a really bad sunburn. Yeah, really. You bad. were like lobster red, and it was like three. It was like three days after the burn, and yeah. it was still really bad. And I put this. Uh, the sun in Brazil is fucked. Very very strong. So I put this um, aloe, aloe on aloe. Yeah, aloe and I was, rubbing cream. And there was like there. there was like this uh, kind of like a meal, like a mini meal hall. It, it was like exposed, so we were kind of outside but under shade. And I was in there, and there was a few of us in there. And hanging around and I just kind of, st- I was hanging out I started standing up and kind of walking around and feeling like I had this, this like tingling on my back. And I was like, oh, that's kind of uncomfortable. So I started walking around, just kind of started pacing because I didn't know what to do with myself. And, uh, so then I, I, I realized that, you know, I put the aloe on, I knew that right away. I was, so I thought the first thought that I had was, oh, I'm having something, the, something with the aloe is weird. So, um, I went to the shower and, and there was like, you know, this is like a beach resort thing. So there was like, if you, if you don't mind, can I jump in here? Because this was, this is a really funny part of the story that I don't know if you know about. I know where you're going with it. So you the, can tell it from your perspective. I don't know where so, you're the, going with so the, it. so the showers there, there's this, there's this little clay hut. And, and if you split the clay hut into four sections, two quadrants. of the sections is two of the quadrants are showers that are split between these clay walls. The other two on the other side of that wall are toilets. So Taylor's taking a shower in one of them. I haven't seen Taylor for a minute or two. So you're, I go, you're looking through the glory hole. 
No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But I've been in the shower for a while. Yeah, I've so actually Taylor been was in the in the shower now for a bit, and, and so I, I haven't seen like, it for a bit. Why isn't his dick coming no, yet? Oh, hold on. So here, so can I, I, can, take I, can I tell you when to jump in on this? Yeah, sure. sure okay. Sure. So, uh, so I'm feeling that I decide I should go take a shower, wash the aloe off. So I go to the shower. I I I, I turn on it's cold water, you know, whatever the temperature of the air is, and uh, and I'm showering, and I'm like, oh man, it's not getting better. It's not getting better. Uh, oh, what should I do? Oh God, it's kind of getting worse. Uh, man, it's really tingling. And now it feels like it's not tingling. It's like pins and needles. It's like fire on my back. And I'm kind of going, Oh God, this is so uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. And I thought to myself, okay, stop, drop and roll. I could either, I could either go out. I could either stay in here until this goes away or I could go out and go, yo guys, something is fucked right now and I need help. I decided to stick inside. Kyla, my girlfriend, my girlfriend, we've been together for five years. She's my partner. That stupid, ambiguous term that I hate. Um, She's your girlfriend. Yeah. Well, whatever. She's She's my lover. Um, She, she comes in and she goes, she knocks on the door and she goes, Tay, Tay, are you okay? And I go, and I open the door. I poke my head out and I go, no, I am not okay. I am freaking out. My back is on fire. I don't know what's happening. I can't get to go away. It's getting worse in the shower. I don't know what to do. And Jeremy so, comes in. So, well, so I'm taking a dump in what, so, okay. So the section that you're in, you're in this like clay hut. It's got four quadrants. Two of the quadrants are showers. The other side of the wall, two toilets. I'm taking a shit. And before Kyla sticks her head in, I hear the shower running while I'm taking a dump. And I'm, and I hear in the shower. <laughs> he was in the other glory hole. <laughs> Oh and, God! Oh God! That was so nasty. And, and you, that's what I'm hearing. And, and I'm you, thinking, you're shit. an asshole. And you I'm, don't even say like, "Oh no, hey, hey you okay, you okay over there?" No, no, no I'm listen. going. I'm going. Oh my God! Taylor's banging Kyla in the shower. No, the fucking kitchen's right here. What is he thinking? Like he is so loud right now. What is he thinking? Everybody can hear this. So I finished my business up and I come out and I'm like, oh my God, I got to go like, I got to go bang on that fucking door because like he's going to get in trouble. So I start walking over there and then Kyla's like, something's not right with Taylor. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And then my head started going all over the place. You know, and no then Taylor's just- Kyla. Kyla's probably the worst person to tell when there's, <laughs> there's an issue like that because she would be, she's so oh, like empathetic just, and, and yeah, concerned. She was distraught. <laughs> and then Taylor busts out of the door and he's like, I can't, I fucking, my fucking skin, my fucking skin. And he's like freaking out. And, and, and dude, like panic, sheer panic. It like erupts throughout the entire resort and people just start running over and you got to know that this is like the most holistic yoga place like yeah. like we were like we need benadryl and they're like what is benadryl that's not a thing <laughs> no, no 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 we got this we'll we'll do reiki we'll do reiki so they yeah. just start putting their hands on him and i'm like guys <laughs> so, so i've got guys, a guy like, going i've like, got a guy I, like god bless you guys but reiki ain't doing shit yeah, <laughs> i'm sitting i need some medicine i'm sitting in this i'm sitting in this wrought iron chair and it's got wrought iron arms like thick thick iron and I'm gripping it like it's like fire on my back, and now it's and now it's on my legs, and it's on my shoulders, on my chest. I've got a guy going, hitting my chest, so just take my mind off it. They're hitting my shoulders. There, there's a, there's two people with their hands hovering oh, over dude, my just head, punching yeah. me in the dick. They're, they're oh, just, and I'm standing back, going, "This is not." Yeah, and I'm going, and I'm going. They're going, breathe, 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 and I'm, I keep it together for, and then I go, ah, and I oh, grip yeah, the iron, and I just it. felt like I could just. I could just rip the iron apart and I'm just freaking out. And then one of the girls who, who lives there, who kind of, she was like a business city girl transformed into this hippie holistic dippy. hippie yeah. person. And she goes, she goes, she's not all the way there though. Yeah. She's totally she's, still has that yeah, side yeah. that loves to go shopping. It was a total the, cult, at the big by mall. The way. Like it was, that, yeah, place was, yeah, it was. A, that place was a little weird. So this girl, she was very sane or she seemed very sane. She goes, she basically said, okay, fuck this. I've got some like super, super hardcore antihistamines. I'm going to go get some for you. Oh, she yeah. gave them to me and she gave them to me and she, and the guy, the guy that owns the place, he goes, in 30 minutes, you're going to be fine. And I thought to myself, in 30 minutes, I'm going to be dead. Hands down. Oh, that man. was my thought. I was, and I, I also thought I might, 
before I died, I'd go, if I didn't die from it, I'd go crazy because it was fucking with my mind so much how much I was freaking out. I was like, I'm going to be stuck in a state of psychosis for the rest of my life. It was like nuts. when you're tripping out on drugs too hard and you're like, this is never going to end. And then, and then they gave, then me, the antihistamines. Like, oh, they gave me the antihistamines. I went to sleep for like 15 hours or yeah. 18 hours and I woke up and I was fine. Oh, what yeah. a trip. It's funny. You, I saw you all fucked up in Brazil. You saw me all fucked up in Brazil. Too. Yeah, that's right. Story from another time. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we can't do. We'll have to cut that out because people are like, "No." Um, <laughs> so say, I saw you fucked up in Brazil, and that's all we. And that's, that's it for today. Yeah. For today. Uh, but yeah, uh, wow, that was a good question, Ryan. Ryan Oxer. Um, if if you have any questions that you would like that pertain, you know what? and it's it's too bad we didn't have enough time to get to all the other questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody who sent yeah. in your listener mail. All we just we just Sorry, couldn't just get to them. Too long. But uh, th- so this is a thing. Uh, every every so often, we're going to do an episode with just the hosts, just us, and we're going to talk about a subject. Uh, we didn't really have a subject today, but it, it kind of just fell on death. I yeah, think mortality. death was our subject. Mortality. Yeah, yeah so, mortality. Uh, we're we're going to do this every once in a while. I hope you liked it. If you did, uh, please rate and review on iTunes. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, let us know on our Facebook page. Let us know on Twitter what you thought about this episode. Um, and if you have any questions that you would like to ask uh, about the Sick Boy process or uh, anything to know about the three of us or any questions at all, just uh, send them in. Um, this was really where fun. Do you, where do you send them? Uh, www.sickboypodcast.com. You can find a contact link right there. Great. Excellent. I think this was really fun. I like this. I hope people enjoy the host the host thing, because I would like to do it every once in a while. Yeah. Um, well, fuckos, sign off. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.